Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. Here's a term for you. Fourier transform. F-O-U-R-I-E-R. Fourier transform, possibly, but I've always pronounced it Fourier transform. It's a rather boring sounding term for something that I think we might find far more enjoyable. Um, this is a slightly racy episode, not really. Um, it's still going to be family friendly, but it's getting into what I'm calling peak experiences of human life and, and other animal life and, and possibly all existence. Um, but in, in human normal terms, we, we consider peak experiences to be the, the flow states, the states where we feel like we're getting the most out of our experience, the most out of our situation, our environment, and our internal state and processes, where we are able to um, attain a goal or a a meaningful, effective, inspiring um, outcome that we don't normally get. So that's why we call it a peak experience when when the all of the all of the good stuff sort of overlaps, and we get a far more amazing experience than we normally get. And, you know, now normally things go, you know, at least mildly well. There's some percentage of whatever we're trying to do that we're being, uh, that we're good at in some way. And again, I should, I should point out that there are two basic, um, functions, of course, of, of things in the universe and processes in the universe. And those are the inputs and the outputs, also known as the contraction and expansion stages or processes. And for, you know, human experience, human sort of life, we, we tend to think in terms of sensory inputs and sort of I wouldn't call it sensory outputs, but communication outputs. And those can be on any level. Um, you know, obviously sensory inputs involve, you know, the five senses and, and possibly other senses, but certainly the five senses that we're aware of, the touch, taste, smell, um, hearing, and sight. And the outputs are essentially the same things, only, you know, we, we don't call when we output you you know we, we don't have really good terms for this uh which is why i tend to call them solids liquids gases and energy when i talk about um living biological outputs uh, you know it'd be interesting to to come up with more artistic 
words than the solids, liquids, gases, and energy uh, that that still cover the, the more scientific processes that we're talking about when we're outputting things. Um, plus, we also output things in a little more detail. Um, I would say there are probably six categories for our outputs. Um, it's just because of Pascal's triangle, I think, you know, our outputs actually go down away from, you know, the beginning of the universe because we, we input first. You obviously have to have to have a body before you can output. So yeah, things have to go into the body before you can output things. So um, we get, if, if we're inputting five things, um, then we're outputting more things, six things. Um, but aside from that, anyway, getting back to this Fourier transform concept, what what am I talking about? Well, these peak experiences um, have a key term in them, which is peak. Um, this is there's an understanding in uh, a, a sort of esoteric scientific psychology sort of research area which is called neuro-linguistic programming and a lot of people think it's total bunk um, and it is very it's it's explained in a rather unusual geeky woo-woo kind of way um, I would say it's a it's a TP it's a thinking and perceiving uh, mindset uh, personality type that is that has put the neuro-linguistic programming together NLP um, and Richard Bandler and John Grinder were sort of the and I don't I wouldn't know that they are the originators of it but they're the um, popularizers of it and they gave it the term um, actually Freud and hypnosis um, was popular Freud used hypnosis a lot of people don't know this um, and he used it highly successfully, from what I understand. This is, uh, I mean, obviously all history is is somewhat made up and f embellished, I'm quite sure, um, if not almost entirely embellished. But um, from what I understand, uh, Freud was actually highly successful in using hypnosis to cure patients. And because there was some controversy over someone else using hypnosis to cure patients, um, and making them so happy that they left their husbands or whatnot or some sort of there was some sort of controversy over over females and their male uh, hypnosis psychiatrists whatever and and um, it was quite the uh, it was quite the talk of the day apparently and hypnosis was roundly uh, Hand, um, not because it didn't work, but because it was so successful in helping women um, overcome their issues with their husbands. Um, so anyway, so um, hypnosis uh, is sort of the beginning of NLP, but NLP goes into far more geeky stuff in analyzing language and how it works on the brain and the, and the human psychology. And it explains that a lot of the terminology that we use somewhat subconsciously, certainly what I call artistically, the the emotional second person level of how we communicate, which we're not really highly conscious of. You know, this is 
the emotional brain development, the limbic system, is something that develops when we're very, very young. We're almost infants. Uh, it primarily develops, from what I understand, between um, nine months of age and 4.5 years of age, which I think is 54 months. Um, I'm not sure on the numbers. I always get it wrong. Uh, or often get it wrong, I should say, when it comes to numbers. So double check my numbers. Um, I'll, I'll list the developmental stages diagram um, in the show notes so you can look at it. And uh, so, so this this unconscious emotional expression that we have that we've developed when we were, you know, very tiny children up until preschool age, um, it's, it's mostly subconscious, and so we don't actually really understand necessarily what we're saying when we're talking about our internal states and our our emotions and what's going on with us. And so we use these these words that are highly representative, only we're not really aware of it and we think of it as as just being quote metaphor. Um, except that these metaphors are actually highly accurate. They're 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 honest, scientific, uh, useful terminology that we're almost ignoring in a sense. So I tend to often like to break these things down when we talk about stuff. And so again, bringing us back to the Fourier transform. Now what the Fourier transform is, I'm I'm not 100% sure of it, and it's a, a fairly complicated mathematical process, but the basic gist of it is that you're taking a wave um, in, in sort of any sense, but in general, it's usually used on uh, like a, a light wave or in phys- you know in some kind of physics situation. You're using it on a or electromagnetic wave, and what it is is you you're breaking down this quote single wave into its component waves, sort of like um, how you can break down white light into a rainbow. You know, there are there are smaller waves that are going into making up this larger wave. Uh, and so what you get when you, for example, when you look at white light is a far, a very bright, a very uh, unified sort of experience of something. But when you're breaking it down, you get this diversity of smaller, more um, funky, weird uh, wavelengths of light. And the same thing is true when we look at um, peak experiences. Now these peak experiences are these very powerful, strong, unified senses of either an internal sensory, uh, input sensory experience of, you know, what is coming into our bodies. It's just overwhelmingly something or other. and usually we talk about peak experiences as being good, um, although technically you could have the inverse of a peak experience, which would still be sort of a, a an upside down peak, you know, a valley, which could be a negative peak experience, which, you know, is what we call bottoming out and, you know, <laughs> the worst point in our lives, the worst experiences in our lives, the most painful, gut-wrenching experiences, um, which are also very powerful and important and, and form us as... A, as a historical being in the universe, you know, when we look at back at our lives, you know, that, that bottom out is, you know, it defines where we've been emotionally and intellectually and physically and spiritually. Um, but 
normally when we talk about peak experiences and, and certainly flow experiences, uh, as uh, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, I believe is how you pronounce his name, um, he's written several books and, and does a lot of research in the psychology field on flow states. And he wrote, literally wrote the book on flow. And so we talk about these experiences as positive experiences, the sort of, um, Again, looking back at our lives, they, they define the high points of our life, um, you know, that we might not be super aware of them always, but they are there, you know, subconsciously and um, in our bodies, they are there in our brains, they, they define, you know, where we've been as a human being, it's how high our lives have been. And so what we look at is this wave that is this peak, literally, it's that's what I'm talking about, this defining this term of peak experience is quite literally um, a, a peak of a wave of energy that is coursing through our brains and our bodies of so many things, all of these smaller things, um, all these smaller waves that are combining, all these sort of rainbow weird waves that are combining into a peak um, pure white light experience that is so powerful and strong it's like it's coming from the sun you know it is glowing and making us just feel so super powerful and you know manic you know but a lot of people say manic depressives is a bad thing or you know this these extremes um, of feeling amazing and super powerful and indestructible or whatever, um, you know, that's actually a good experience. You don't want to get rid of those experiences. You just want to channel them in a healthy way and make sure that you use that, you know, in a way that that's a, a healthy, you know, functional thing that adds value to your life. So um, the idea of breaking that down and understanding what those um, smaller waves are adding up into this peak wave of energy, again, of either a sensory input or, um, a, again, communication, some form of, of sensory output of so many things overlapping that form this, and, and overlapping in a way, again, if you look at a, they call it a standing wave, um, in like in the ocean or in, in any kind of, of system that has waves obviously you can use this but you know oftentimes you'll you'll hear about a standing wave in the ocean that'll be I think it's also called a solenoid wave I could be wrong about that but that that word is coming to mind um, which is this these funny experiences um, where there'll just be this one single wave um, that because all these little waves have come together that'll just be this one wave that just kind of sits there and and it's all by itself and and it's just sort of out of character for the rest of the ocean you know the rest of the environment that the material that it, this wave is moving in um 
and you also can see standing waves um, if you look at uh, like a bucket if you or a mug or a glass or something like that that has liquid in it and you shake it a little bit there will be these circular rings and then in the center of the circular ring there'll be this sort of bullseye higher peak of a wave and that's because you have a bunch of waves sort of coming together in one point and that is literally the peak point in this wave and what's what's been interesting over the past of uh, I don't know week or two I've had a bunch of these very bizarre inexplicable peak experiences that um, that get into <laughs> I'm not sure how to describe it, but basically this this overwhelmingly positive experience flowing through my body that it, it doesn't come from nowhere, but it comes from a sort of really bizarre and, and unusual combination of, of things that have to do with... Um, some of them involved having me me having eaten an awful lot of chocolate, especially dark uh, chocolate, which is better for you and, and more intense than you know the sort of the the cheap stuff, uh, the cheap milk chocolate, which is highly diluted chocolate. This was some fairly expensive dark chocolate that I had, and uh, so I had that, and I'm having a fairly peak experience just in general with a, a new band that I've discovered called Rapalia, Rapalia, R A. P-A-L-J-E. It's a Dutch band. And they play mostly Celtic music, but certainly folk music. And they have a, a very interesting... Um, I mean, they're fairly straightforward um, folk Celt music, but they've got just a bit of tweak of something extra special. And there are a few um, songs and videos that, that seem to just make me vibrate in the oddest way and added to that with the chocolate of making me vibrate with not just caffeine but chocolate in general has sort of a especially on women I'm guessing um, I guess exacerbates serotonin maybe estrogen um, but there, there are definitely some brain some happy brain chemicals that that chocolate as we know is a is a um, an aphrodisiac as they say uh, plus sort of just uh, intellectual, spiritual ideas, philosophical ideas that I've been experimenting with and scientific ideas about processes and spirals and the Fibonacci sequence and how things come together and flow through the universe. And I, I should say, um, I'm going to try to wrap this up, but uh, this was kind of a rambling idea that uh, I just thought I'd throw together, but... Um, the idea of um, waves we, we generally think of as two-dimensional simply because our scientific analyses has been focused so much on measuring only two dimensions at the same time but of course in reality is four-dimensional and if nothing else um, I think you should be aware that that the spirals um, that we see these these Fibonacci sequences, especially, but in general, all spirals are three dimensional, if not four dimensional. They're they're three dimensional in that they look more like a corkscrew or a um, just a screw, you know, where you where you've got uh, the spiral not just going out from a center point in in like a circle, but it also spreads out over. Um, 
all three dimensions of space. And that is actually a wave. So um, waves move in spirals and, and spherical, uh, I mean, not spherical, but screw-like, um, toroidal shapes. So uh, looking at spirals and things the other day, I was, or yesterday especially, um, I was <laughs> I was noticing some spirals um, that somebody else had been working on and noticing how they had been developed and uh, bringing them together and sort of looking at how multiple spirals overlap and, and my brain and my body just kind of went nuts and I realized that it was all of these small weird um, little waves that had combined into this peak experience which was forming a far more powerful um, intense state in my body and my brain that was mostly input this was a this was an input peak experience a sensory peak experience and hopefully i'll be able to transform that into a a peak experience of an output i don't think this podcast is it and i apologize if it's been a little too rambling but i wanted to get this out there just because it's it's such an unusual idea that is so grounded in the laws of physics and basic terminology of physics uh, marrying these these sort of unconscious artistic expressions that we have calling things peak experience and flow state and um, consciousness sort of in this very woo-woo sense of enlightenment and, and whatnot all of these terms that we've used in the past um, spiritual and and um, and also just normal, even psychology. I mean, in psychology, the term peak experience and flow state are, are totally legitimate terms in, in the scientific field. Um, and they, they do represent uh, the, the, the state of physics, the physics laws, and how they are working and functioning in our, our consciousness, in our minds, in our awareness, and in our bodies. Um, it's just we're not quite to the point of marrying these two things and defining them, bringing them together um, in a way that is that is fully understandable. But I see that we're getting closer to being able to do that. And I'm hoping I'm offering a little bit in a way of bringing these things together, bringing these uh, these sort of the, the more feminine with the more masculine, the, the more masculine sort of logical, you know, two-dimensional scientific terminology with the more uh, four-dimensional <laughs> philosophical feminine expressive kinds of things. So anyway, um, I hope that gave you something to think about and I hope for some peak experiences of your own because they're a whole lot of fun. And I will leave you with that. If you if you have any comments, um, you may or may not, but if you have any comments or questions, um, you can email me at thewiseturtle, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at gmail.com and you can find me on reddit at uh, www.reddit.com slash user slash turl t-u-r-i-l and you can also find me at turl.org t-u-r-i-l dot o-r-g will bring you to my wordpress blog and i hope you have a beautiful day namaste